Hey everybody, it's Jake and I am alone in the basement. For this episode, I'm going to be talking to Brad Cash. Uh, I know this is something I say when it comes to a lot of people on this podcast, but this is someone I truly believe is incredibly underrated. If you don't know who Brad Cash is, you need to stop right now, load up YouTube, and look up some of his matches. This dude's been in a ton of places. Uh, he's wrestled for Total Psychopathic Wrestling. He's a regular there. He's also wrestled for IWA Mid-South, Southern Violence in Wrestling, uh, He's done Deep South, he's done H2O, he's done uh, OPW, literally, he's, he's been tons of places, doesn't get enough credit at all. Uh, also, uh, he does Pro Wrestling Georgia, don't want to miss that one at all, he was just there last week. But, uh, uh, incredible wrestler, really, can't say enough great things, and I'm really excited to do this one. So you know the deal by now, just sit through the ad, and then the way back, I'm going to be talking to Brad Cash. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are with Brad Cash. Again, man, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Uh, so we're just going to start out with, you know, the question you've been asked a million times in your life. How'd you get into wrestling? <laughs> but do you remember if there was any, like, specific matches or angles or anything like that that you knew hooked you? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like, when I, was, when I was a little kid, I liked wrestling, you know, because I was like, oh, man, these guys are fucking cool looking, like. I was a Hogan and Nash guy. Uh, but then, like, I, you know, like, I would watch wrestling, then not watch wrestling, then watch wrestling, then not. But it was actually, uh, oddly enough, what got me back in, like, you know, like a pretty regular fan was uh, Edge and Mick Foley at WrestleMania, where he speared him through, like, the flaming table. And I was like, holy fuck, like, they can... <laughs> Like, that's a thing <laughs> like fuck yeah and uh so that got me back into watching it and uh, and you know my and i had a older cousins that had like ecw tapes and dvds and stuff but um as far as getting into wrestling i was a i was like a i was a football player and everybody from like the time I was like 10 years old was like, oh, you're going to go play college football and be in the NFL and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all that bullshit. <laughs> and uh, which is a fantastic, you know, concept until you get injured. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, fuck you. Sorry. You know, <laughs> and uh, um. And I, I had gotten injured uh, the same shoulder two years in a row, and I lost most of my scholarship offers. And this, uh, and uh, like, and me and my friends would like, you know, we were like backyard and mess around and stuff. And it was actually my mom was like, "Have you ever wanted to just like wrestle, you know, for something to do?" And I was like, "I mean, yeah." And uh, she had a friend that was a valet at one of the local shows, and she introduced me to a uh, to the guy that trained her. And that's uh, I mean that's pretty much how it happened. That's the the non glamorous story of how Brian Cash became a wrestler. Uh, I think it's funny though because it's one of those uh, stories that you hear a lot more from like older wrestlers of you know yesteryear a lot. Pursued football careers, didn't work out, yeah. and then they became wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually talking to one of my best friends about that because I, I felt like there was this weird, like, shift of anybody that started wrestling, like, either 
right at the time I did or after where it went from like guys that were football players and athletes and other sports to guys that were like anti-football players and yeah. anti like other sports. Like it, it, it's, it's funny to me, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, with, yeah. You can definitely see like a shift uh, in, you know, just from generations of, what the wrestlers looked like, you know, back in the day compared to what they look like now. It's a complete change. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's like the, the what was it, the, I don't remember the years, but it was at West Texas State when you had DiBiase and uh, Blanchard and Tito and Hanson and all yeah. them on the same team. I couldn't imagine playing that team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, uh, like I, I ended up going to Carson Uman College on an academic scholarship and they were like, you know, you can still walk on and play football. But I was kind of, at that point, I didn't want to risk it. And I found out like a, like a year or so into wrestling when I was going to show with Tracy's mothers that he had actually played football at Carson Newman. Oh, and uh, it, just, it blew my fucking mind. What a weird connection, right? Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned Hogan and Nash. Were you mostly a WCW guy or did it like it's growing up or did it like mostly just switch between? Um, I, I switched between, I, when I was younger, I was definitely more of a WCW guy. Um, but I think that's because that one was, that was easier for me to watch. Uh, I had more access to that. Um, especially at my dad, cause dad would kind of let me watch whatever. And, uh, over at my mom's like, you know, it was, it was always on like fucking NASCAR or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't watching much TV at my mom. <laughs> now, uh, when you first got started out, which is over 10 years ago at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2009. Uh, um, what were your, what was like your biggest goal that you wanted to achieve? <sighs> to be honest, when I first started out, I really didn't, have many goals like I, I was kind of coming in and at the time like it was it was something to do and I was like well you know maybe I can maybe I can get on like some like charity events and stuff like that and um and I remember when I first like I mean getting started in that first year that first year was rough I, I might I, I might officially be in that first year the worst goddamn wrestler that's ever wrestled <laughs> Uh, like I, I, I'm claiming that title as my own in 2009. If you watched one of my matches, you should get a fucking refund because <laughs> they, they were awful. Like I was, I was, I was bad. And uh, but uh, I think honestly, like I just wanted like one night to just be main event, you know, or one night to just be like the guy on the flyer or something like that, you know, just, uh, just something like, I just wanted, wanted like a little recognition. Um, I actually quit at the end of my first year. Cause I was like, man, I suck. Like, I'm not a good wrestler. And, uh, and I left and did some shit and came back. And when I came back, I was like, maybe I'll take it seriously this time. And that's how we ended up here, I guess. <laughs> Would you say that was like the big difference, though, is after, you know, that first year where it was kind of like 
touch and go that by taking it more seriously is what led you to bigger things? Yeah, I, I honestly think my first year I just didn't grasp the concept of being a wrestler. Like, I grasped the concept of wrestling, just not of how to be a wrestler. And when I came back, uh, actually when I came back is like how Brad Cash got started, because I changed my name to Brad Cash, and I was like, I don't want to do this stupid-ass gimmick that I was doing before. And, uh, and I actually want to like jump in cars and, you know, go and just see what I can make of this shit. Yeah. Which I think is a big deal. Cause there's a lot of people that, you know, get into wrestling thinking that it's going to be, you know, what it's not. A lot of people have these ideas in their head of it's going to be some, you know, like picture perfect thing where, oh, you know, I'm just going to go and people are going to think I'm great and I'm going to get emails and phone calls all the time to go to all these places. And it's not that. It's the opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I when I first started, uh, when I really first started, like, hitting the road, I remember making trips for, like, several hours at a time. Um, you know, and going to other states and not even getting a match. Like, just going because I was just trying to get on a fucking card anywhere. And, uh, and, um, and my, my trainer, like, he trained me a very old school way. Like, my first year, I didn't win. I didn't have a match that was over, like, five minutes long. You know, like, I was, uh, I was the guy that you went out and you beat the shit out of. And I'm glad he did that because that's that's actually how I learned how to work. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their different ways, and for you, that worked. And I feel like that is kind of a humbling experience too, because there's a lot of people that you know get into wrestling, and by the, that first year being over, they have already started to develop the ego in their head. So if you're in a position oh, where God. you're made to, you know, <laughs> be humble, learn the craft slowly, understand how the business works. That's a that's a better off thing for everybody. Yeah, man. Like, uh, like not to get off subject, and you know, like I I respect how a lot of guys are trained, and I know guys are trained differently now in some aspects. But man, like like a fucking year ago, I was uh, I was in the back, and there was this kid that was he was like green as shit, <laughs> and uh, and even still like. Even now that the guy gets more bookings, like he's still fucking green. And uh, he was in the back, and he was pitching a fit because the the fucking sixteen year veteran that he was working had and came down for him to tell him what moves he was going to hit yet. Like he was he was standing there bitching. He was like, "Well, he needs to get his ass down here because I need to tell him how to take my move and." how to do this shit and this shit. And I'm like, man, I swear to God, if you said that shit about me, I'd break your fucking nose. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a, a right way and a wrong way. Yeah. You're that or I would just move. Like, <laughs> like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to do this like 1740, if that's even a fucking rotation <laughs> onto you. And you're going to fucking take it. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, man. Oh, man, fuck. I, I didn't know that's where you were landing. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just one of those things that you mentioned. I just, I, I don't understand how people can 
get that in their head so early. It's just crazy to me. But, I mean, it, it happens in a lot of other shit, too. It's not just a wrestling thing. I think it's just a people oh, thing. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, so, what made you decide, finally, hey, I'm going to do a death match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's a super long version of this. So, I'm going to try to rush through it real quick and hit the high notes. I mean, it's okay, man. Um, you can do whichever one you want. <laughs> So, um, I, I liked death matches. I liked hardcore wrestling. Um, but when I first started, like, that wasn't really a thing, uh, especially in my area. Uh, you know, it was called garbage wrestling or shit show wrestling or backyard wrestling. The outlaw mud and, show. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so like, they were like, you gotta, you gotta be like somebody who do you want to wrestle like? And I was like, well, William Regal is pretty cool. So that's who I learned to wrestle like. And uh, the thing is, I was a very good wrestler wrestling like William Regal, but I didn't look like William Regal. <laughs> and I, didn't, and I, I, you know, I wasn't in as good of shape as a lot of the other guys. And I was wrestling Chase Stevens one night and, uh, he wanted me to look strong. Uh, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why Chase just picked me to be the guy he was going to make look strong that night. But he did. And uh, everything he'd hit me with, he'd be like, get up. Like, don't sell it. And um, so I'd get up. And I was like, man, this is cool. Like, people are getting behind me. And then he hits me in the back of the chair and just fucking murders me. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, get up, don't sell it. And I'm like, God damn, like how? <laughs> uh, and like, and he hits me like five more times in the fucking back. And I feel like my spine is coming through my chest. Like it's like fucking alien and I'm about to have a chest burster come out. And, uh, and I'm all fucking, fucking bruised and battered and shit. And he's still having me fucking get up and no sell. And then he was like, Man, you're doing so good. And I'm over here like, man, I, we can stop at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he grabs me and he DDTs me on the chair. Except the problem was where he'd hit me in the back, the chair broke. And, uh, and the lip was sticking up. And we were also, <laughs> we were, <laughs> to show you the state of wrestling at the time, we were wrestling outside of a grocery store. Um, <laughs> And it was like, it was like one o'clock in the fucking morning because they booked like 19 matches. <laughs> and uh, so we can't even see what we're doing. And he DDTs me on this chair and the fucking chair goes in my head. Oh. Like, I'm not even saying like it gashed me. Like, it goes in my fucking head. And uh, it puts this giant gash on my head and... My adrenaline's going, and I'm still thinking we're doing the same formula we've been doing. So I just stand up like nothing happened. Oh. Except you could see my fucking skull. Like, you could see, like, the bones and shit. Oh. And Chase freaks out. The fans freak out. I just think, like, maybe I got a little cut. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm just straight-facing. Well, they get me to the back, and uh, 
and I see a pic, like I see myself in the mirror, and everybody's panicking. Like one of my best friends was wanting to shoot Chase because he thought he did it on purpose. Oh, jeez. And uh, yeah, yeah, they they still joke about it too. My buddy J Mac was was like, "I'm I'm gonna shoot you, motherfucker!" And Chase is like, "Damn, dude, I didn't mean to." And they still talk about it. And Chase is like, "Man, you remember that night you were gonna shoot me?" And J Mac's like, "Of course I do." He was like, "I'm J Mac's like I'm five foot two. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't win the fight. I obviously but, um, have to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. And there, and there was a guy on the show. His name he, he was he was a local badass. And uh, like I mean legit. And his name was Derek Parton. And he comes walking in the locker room, and I'm like, Derek's going to look at me and tell me to stop being a bitch. But he walks in, and he looks at my head, and he vomits in his mouth. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm officially fucking scared now. And, uh, and more so, everybody's like, we got to take him to the hospital. Except at the time, I was still fairly young. And at the time, I lived with my dad. And I was like, man, dad has been bitching about me wrestling for like a while. I am not going to the fucking hospital because I would never hear the end of it. And I look at him, I'm like, guys, we're in a fucking grocery store. Just give me some glue or something. And, uh, and they all sat and watched while I glued my head shut. And so that was my first experience with getting into the, the hardcore mentality. Because after that, everybody was like, oh, man. Now we've got to book him in hardcore shit. Oh, Jesus. And, um, but, like, I, I didn't really do death matches until, because, uh, like I said, it still wasn't really a thing um, until, like, 2014. Um, I had a really good friend. Uh, his name was Nino Sparks. And, uh, you know, he was a wrestler in, in Athens, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee area. And he came up to me one day because we used to go work out at our buddy's house in the ring. And Nino looked like homicide. Like, I always call him uh, the closest you'll get to wrestling homicide without it being homicide. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and he just looks at me and he gets super excited. And he runs up and he's like, yo, man, I got this idea. And I'm like, what's that? He was like, me and you, fucking ultraviolet match, light bulbs, explosives, power drills, power drills. chainsaws. He's like, the whole fucking works. And I think he's fucking with me. And because I, I was, I was actually at the time, I was kind of fed up with wrestling at the time. So I was, I was like teeter teeter tottering on like wanting to leave. And uh. And he was like, he was like, I'm telling you, dude, like, it'll be fucking cool. And you're the only person I know that'll do one with me. He was like, we can be on, like, King of Death or, 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 uh, fucking, you know, Tournament of Death or whatever. And I agreed to it. I was like, you know what, man? Sure, fuck it. I'm like, let's do it. We'll, we'll do this and then you can go do all your fucking tournaments and I'll, I'll sit at home and get high or something. <laughs> and, uh, so we set it up, had it booked and everything, and he was calling me like every day with like new ideas. And he, he finally got me in the mode where I was like, man, fuck it. Like, let's fucking do this. And then I get a call one day and they're like, hey, man, we need to talk to you. 
I'm like, wow, what happened? And then they're like, it's Nino. He just died. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, like I was driving. And uh, he, so they found, him, they found him in his house. He was, and like, I don't remember the exact thing. They found him like he had seized or something. And he was in ICU for a couple of days and he just didn't make it. And because uh, I remember when I got the call, I had to pull over because uh, I was driving, and I'm I'm a very bad crier. Uh, like I'm I'm a weeper, so I did not want to drive like that. And uh, and I I didn't really know what to think at first, you know. And at first, I was like, "Man, this is my sign. Like I, I need to just get out of wrestling." And um, and then I was like, you know. I'm gonna do one death match for Nino, and you know, and then I'm and then I'm done. Like I'm gonna do do this one, and uh, I was like, and then it hit me. I didn't know any fucking death match wrestlers, uh, like not personally. And there were, I had some mutual friends with Tank, and they were like, you know, let's set it up. Let's you know, Tank was down for it. And uh, so I did my first death match uh, with Tank, and it was for Nino. And uh, and what's weird is looking back at that match, that match is so fucking tame now compared to some of the dumb shit I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, and the thing was, like, like Tank still, like, curb stomped my face into a pile of thumbtacks and still, like, break the barbed wire across my face and headbutted me. 9,000 times and all this bullshit. But that's tame compared to now. Yeah, like, and, how uh, would you compare that match to the match you had with him, you know, in February uh, at Pro Wrestling Georgia in the tournament of horror? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like, I, I almost wouldn't even consider that first one a death match at this point. <laughs> um, but we did it, and then Tank was like, man, uh, I haven't ever done one in this area, and it's my home area. Would you like to do a Taipei death match one day? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and he's like, okay, we'll build to it. I didn't know the build to it was going to be we were going to do like 20 other fucking death matches. <laughs> <laughs> building, building up to it. But, uh. The build is a uh, whole lot of blood to lead to more blood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we did a, we did a fucking, like, dog collar match one night, and I bled so much I couldn't see for, like, the whole fucking match. <laughs> Jesus. Um. But, uh, and then, so I do that, and then, um, and then I get booked against Madman Pondo, uh, ironically not in a death match. Really? It's just like, oh, man, and they're like, oh, man, uh, it was gonna be, and then they were like, actually, this is a school building, so <laughs> you guys could, like, not bleed and shit, and me and Pondo looked at each other, and we were like, well... This is a, the weirdest booking ever. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll wrestle, um, and uh, and then like then like more matches started happening. Everybody started wanting to book me in like these gimmicky matches, um, and I did the shit with Tank. We we did the Taipei deal, and that time he curb stomped my face into a pile of glass, and uh, and my stunts were getting like more and more risky um 
like it wasn't just the blood. Like uh, I did a death match with a with a Georgia guy uh, named Toy Donson, and his two main moves he did was he did a super kick, and he did where he would uh, light his glove on fire and chop you with it. And because I don't make really good decisions when I'm drinking, <laughs> I told I told Toy I was like, "Man, how about instead of chopping me with it, you grab my nuts?" Oh Jesus! And he was like, "Brad, are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'll have fucking jeans on and a singlet on <laughs> under it." I was like, "We'll be we'll be good to go." Except. Halfway through the match, a fucking hole got ripped in my crotch. Oh, no. <laughs> and Toy reached up to, to grab my nuts. <laughs> and, my, and my fucking nuts got on fire. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me, let me tell you, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time was not fucking happy. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, anyone be happy in that situation. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. <laughs> It was scary, like, part of my fucking singlet, like, got stuck to them. Cause oh, like, Jesus! Yeah, and she was like, you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, do you think I want to go in somewhere <laughs> and try to explain this to the fucking doctor? <laughs> like, as far as outgoing as I am, I actually get embarrassed really easy. And I'm, I'm like, you think I want to walk in and be like, man, this guy with a firing hand just grabbed my sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know how that would have gone over, but someone should have been recording if that did happen. Man, that's what sucked. Nobody fucking recorded it, and then and then the promotion lost the building. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know. <laughs> and it was around Christmas time, so everybody made, like, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire joke <laughs> at me for, like, a fucking year. Oh. Um, yeah, and then... Like, shit just kept escalating. Like, after that, I got booked against Masada. And let me tell you, like, the Masada ass beatings I've taken, I'd rather my nuts get caught on fire. He's just one of those dudes, whenever you watch a match, like, I know we're supposed to, you know, have this suspended belief during things, but I just, every time I'm watching a match, I'm like, he's really fucking that dude up. There's no way that this is not him legit just fucking people up. Our very first match, he was like, he was like, I'm going to test you out. I'm going to test you out. If I like you, you know, then we'll, then we'll keep rolling while we're out there. Except this motherfucker's like test out process lasted like 25 minutes. Oh, <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, yeah, man. He was like, go ahead and get your shit in. At this point, I'm like fucking half dead. <laughs> I can't even see out of one eye because it's like swollen shut. And I'm like. God damn! What do you want me to hit? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was our first match. <laughs> so after that one, like I'm just like, yeah, man, just you know, do do your shit, <laughs> do your shit. Let's not make it last twenty five fucking minutes, though. We could cut that in half; it'd be wonderful. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but no, Masada's always been cool with me. Uh, you know, it's rough. I mean, there I've I've been in several legit fights in my life, and Masada is one of maybe four people that I don't think I could kick their ass. 
Well, like I think if we were to fight in the locker room, I I don't think I would win. That's saying something then, because yeah. both of you guys are tough dudes, and I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of either of them. I mean, it, it honestly it goes back to my buddy J Mac. When it comes to Masada, I would just shoot him. <laughs> like at that point, like if if he's mad enough to where we're gonna fight, I'm like no. No, I'm, uh, let me go out to the car, then, then we can do this. Yeah, I'm going to take the easy way out. Of course, there's always that chance that I'm shooting, and he just like, he's like, was it all you got, you fucking pussy? Because that's what he says when I hit him. <laughs> He'll just walk through it like he's hot Yeah, yeah, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I had this gun pointed the wrong way, allow me to shoot myself. <laughs> Now, when it comes to the deathmatch dudes, uh, to me, you're one of the most underrated people out there. You don't get enough credit at all. I don't know if it's maybe because of like the geographic location, but you've you've traveled, you've done a lot of stuff, you've been in plenty of tournaments to get noticed. Uh, do you also feel like you're underrated? Yeah, um, I, I do feel like I'm underrated. Some of it, I, I think, is just like a lack of opportunities um because like i said you know a few years ago there definitely wasn't even a thing down here like outside of carnage cup like you really didn't have anything and uh and for guys like you know tank freak show um spider you know and then guys like me and brian woods like we would have to travel travel to get deathmatch bookings at least good ones you know and uh it was a lack of opportunity um i don't know man i i try not to shit on like internet mark too much but sometimes <laughs> sometimes man it's like i don't know the, the, i remember a couple years ago there was this kid and he was like he was like oh brad cash is the worst fucking deathmatch wrestler there is and blah 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 didn't even know what he's doing in the ring and i literally sent him a picture of a of a check stub i had from wwe where i did a tryout and i was like oh here you go i was like they called me you know but you know fuck me i guess i'm awful (laughs) right um you know i was like i've only i've only you know worked with like almost every major company except you know gcw and and ring of honor but you know, fuck me, what do I know? Uh, but I think I think geographics, uh, geographics, wow, <laughs> geography uh, plays a uh, plays a factor in it. Because, uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest from, like, a business standpoint. If, like, let's say, let's say you're in Jersey, and uh, one of the guys I really like is Jeff Cannonball. And let's say you're in Jersey, and it comes down to, you know, I'm in, I can book Jeff Cannonball, or I can book Brad Cash. And they're both charging me the same amount, but Brad needs this in trend, and Jeff doesn't. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, like, I can get Jeff and not have to pay the trends and hotel or flight or whatever, uh, and it's like that with a lot of places. You know, Indiana's not as not as bad because it's only like a like four hour drive for me, depending on where it's at. But um, but yeah, I think it's just a, a mix of uh, opportunity, 
and geography. And then just kind of like whatever's hot at the time. Like right now, Akira and Alex Ocean are super like fucking hot because they're they're bringing in like you know it's a new new type of deathmatch. I mean, it's not really a new type, but it's something that people haven't seen in a while. Uh, you know, like the super technical like cruiserweight deathmatch guys. Yeah. And um, and you know, it, it's just it's all about timing. Honestly, but I but, think. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, but I think you're you're right because I mean you, where you're where you're from is traditionally a spot where you know it was a southern wrestling thing. You know, if you were guys, you were growing up on like Smoky Mountain, and before that, it was you know like uh, Ron Fuller or whoever was promoting around the area. So it took a while for death matches to kind of get past the stigma and be more accepted. And I mean, right. I feel like that was all throughout the South. Cause you mentioned at, at one point it was just deep South. I mean, Pondo had, you know, IWA East coast in West Virginia, but that's still not as far down as, right. as you guys. And now, you know, recently things have been popping up. There's more promotions. Uh, you know, Tyler Graves is doing pro wrestling Georgia. I think it's a good thing. Uh, you know, total psychopathic wrestling, them kind of, you know, running in, the you know, the Knoxville area and showcasing death matches, I think, is a great thing for this area to kind of you know finally get around to the idea of whoa, this is wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually uh, something that uh, like me and Tank tried to do like a couple of years ago. We were like, man, we want to kind of make it a thing here. Um. And that you don't just have to wait on like a once a year tournament or in Carnage Cup's case, like a once a, you know, we'll randomly pick a year tournament. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, man, I'm so not getting booked on the next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, um, you know, and like we want to make it a thing. And I, uh, I don't, it just fucking clicked a couple years ago. I was talking to, uh, I think I was talking to like Jeff G. Bailey or somebody, and I was like, you know, now that I've gone out and like, you know, done some shit, like at that time I'd done like King of Deaths a couple times, I'd, you know, done uh, Survival of the Sickest a couple times, you know, just bounced around, wrestled all these guys. I was like, there's literally fans in Knoxville that want to see this shit. And, uh, and I was like, and I'm, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to make it a thing. And this promoter up here who fought me tooth and nail on it, I finally was like, well, we won't do that much. <laughs> you know, we'll give them a little bit of blood, uh, which is not a thing with me because I have a, I have a sickle cell trait, so my blood is very thin. Oh, jeez. So I bleed like a motherfucker. And... Um, and we, we brought a, we did a fans bring the weapons match. And, uh, one, it was, it was so many things people hadn't seen. It was, it was an intergender tag match. Fans bring the weapons. Uh, my female tag partner, uh, at the, at the time was black. And that wasn't a thing in the area. You know, not with, especially not with females. 
And we go out there, and I think I'm in this match for all of like three minutes, and I pull like a fucking sickle out and run it across the girl's head on the other team. Oh, jeez. And everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and and I start bleeding. I'm bleeding everywhere. And uh, and we just start doing shit like fucking Legos and tacks and barbed wire and sickles. And you can see the promoter. He's over in the corner just fucking cussing and kicking and stomping. And then the next show, we sold even more tickets. I, I bet, right? And I looked at him, and I was like, hey, did you see that? You know, what I was telling you I could do. Go fuck yourself. Um, and uh, and it just became a thing. And then, and then TPW, Total Psychopathic Wrestling, got started. And, uh, and it's all guys that I had known for years. And a lot of them were guys that, like, nobody wanted to help out. Uh, actually, at a time, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm never afraid to show myself. Uh, at a time, I didn't want to either. Like, I was, I was like, no, like, you know, I paid $800 to go get trained, you know, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, you know, whatever. I, mean, I was an asshole. And, uh, but still, they were like, it was, it was when they were first getting started, and they were like, will you come in and uh, wrestle this guy, you know, at this Harley shop? <laughs> and I was like, I guess. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and, I, and at the time, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I've never done a death match in my hometown. So this will be cool. We go there. We kill it. It was wild. And I leave, and I was like, oh, man, you know, maybe they got some potential. And uh, and when I came back to wrestling at Tournament of Horrors, um, the TPW guys hit me up. And I was still, like, skeptical, because at the time I was like, I don't know if I want to come back full-time. You know, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, And I go to do their first show. And some and some of the shows I'd I'd been doing when I came back and when I left for that matter, I left a really bad taste in my mouth of wrestling, especially in the in the East Tennessee area. And I get to the TPW show and like I'm not even out of my car and one of the promoters, uh, Tony, comes up and hugs me and I'm like whoa, like, I haven't, I ain't even stepped out of the car yet. And, uh, and then, like, everybody's just, like, super excited to see me, and they booked me against Raven Havoc. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, this is cool, but there's going to be, like, ten people in the crowd. And I walk through the curtain, and at this outside bar show, there's, like, a hundred and they're fucking into it. Like, they're into everything we're doing. And I was like, man, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't bad. And then we do the next, the next uh, TPW show I was on. It was me and Alex Ocean and J.W. Dalton and Raven Havoc. And these people are fucking into deathmatch wrestling. Like, they're with everything we're doing. And I think it made us do more shit, because... I went out with the plan of, well, I'm fat and lazy, so 
I'm going to do as little as possible and make Alex do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then by the end of it, fucking Alex is jumping off a scaffold that's almost at the roof. I'm fucking going through every piece of glass I can find. Raven's being Raven, so he's already <laughs> going, you know, 100. And J.W. Dalton was really cool. cool. You know, like, he, he, he didn't bitch about anything. I think he got the most cut up out of all of us. And we get to the back, and Tony and Matt meet us. And they're just, like, hugging us and telling us, like, how much they appreciate us and everything. And I'm like, man, I just wrestled for, like, I don't want to say their rival company, but, like, a one of the other companies in the area. And also did the main event there, or, you know, one of the bigger matches there. And literally, like, got told nothing. Like, just was like, well, you know. It was an okay match, and I was like, an okay match is the only match that told a fucking story the whole night. Okay, we're back. Slight uh, inconvenience. Uh, as anyone who listens to the show, anytime I fuck up, I never edit it out to just prove that uh, I'm a fucking idiot. And <laughs> that I want everybody to know it. So, Brad, I'm sorry. You were telling the story of, of you know, how you got behind the curtain, and, you know, Matt and, and Hack were there, and were just, you know, just super you know, excited for you guys and that you had worked for another promotion in the area and they were, you know, kind of dicks to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that was the thing, Tony and Matt, like, they had a good vision and, uh, and, you know, they were really, really about thanking us for what we did and I'd, I'd been wrestling this other promotion for a couple years and even though they won't tell you this, uh, there's a lot of people that will, I was like the main draw there. Like the the show after I had left there, there was literally a hundred and eighty seven fan decline. Wow. And I, I still I can, could get no fucking credit from them. Uh, I could go out and put on the best fucking match of the night and because I'm I, I don't even fucking know why. They would just act like it didn't happen. Um, so I'm like, fuck them. And, uh, and they, and they would shit all over, like, TPW and be like, oh, it's just garbage wrestling. It's not going to last. Well, TPW's outdrawn them every show this year. So. Yeah, that, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then, and then the promoter was like, oh, well, you know, it's because of COVID. Well, motherfuckers. COVID doesn't affect one promotion. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're all fucking dealing with it. Uh, and, that, and that was kind of the thing, too, down at, uh, down at Pro Wrestling Georgia with, uh, with Tyler Graves. It's, uh, you know, people were like, oh, what's this bullshit? And he, you know, he had what was considered a low draw the other night at like 80 people. And during this whole fucking COVID thing, if you have 80 people in an enclosed building, I think that's a good fucking draw. Yeah, especially when you got to, you know, kind of space yourself out. Yeah, especially for it only being the second ever deathmatch show at the building. Yeah, especially for that. Uh, since we're on this TPW train, I think we're just going to keep riding it. Tomorrow uh, in Maryville, 
at Smoky Mountain Athletics uh, is Hella Wicked from Total Psychopathic Wrestling. We're both going to be there. Um, the match that has been advertised for you was against Mr. Grimm in his first ever death match. Sadly, he's had something come up. He can't make it. Uh, hope everything's good on his end and he can make it back uh, as soon as possible. But now we have Satu Jin taking his place. Uh, how much does it change a game plan when, you know, someone kind of this, this kind of thing happens and are you excited to work with Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been on a couple of shows together. He was actually, uh, oddly enough, a replacement for me one year in a uh, Prince of death. Um, cause I, I couldn't make it like my, I had a ride and they were supposed to pick me up to go to Prince of death and never showed up. Um, but so, so Satu Jin took my spot, but um, it honestly takes a little bit of the pressure off uh, with it being Satu because he's done death matches, you know, he's, he's done like crazy shit with a lot of a lot of really good guys, and uh, and I think he's a bit underrated himself. So it really takes the pressure off, but at the same time, still puts it on like. Now we have to have a good match. <laughs> now there's no excuse to have a bad one. Yeah, uh, but I'm not worried about it. I think I think it'll be good. Oh, um, oh sorry, man. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm with you uh, on all of that. Uh, Jin's another underrated dude who's worked with a lot of the the bigger names that are coming out. I know him and Akira have had matches together. Uh, I loved his te- when he was teaming with Gnarls Garvin. It's just a dude who doesn't get enough credit either. So I'm really excited to see two two guys I feel are very underrated be able to have a chance to really, you know, make something special. Right. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good shit on the show. I mean, you got Raven Havoc against Travis Dykes, uh, which Travis Dykes was actually this area's like best match guy before it was a thing, and that's that's really the the only reason I think like he's kind of an unknown is just because it wasn't a thing when he was doing them. But uh, Travis was great. Raven's great. Uh, man, there's. It's such a fucking loaded card. Uh, Bar Wellington's going to be there. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be good shit. I'm going to have to, you know, pull a rabbit out of my ass or <laughs> rabbit out of my, whatever the fucking phrase is to, <laughs> to uh, you know, keep my match in the night shit rolling. Right, and yeah, it's it's such a crazy card. Uh, you know, John Wayne Murdoch's also going to be there. Uh, J.W. Dalton's got a, uh, a match. Trying to think, there's just so many people. I don't. I'm, I don't want to leave anybody off, but you know, it's it's hard. My, my wife's wrestling, and lately she's been having better matches than me. So and, I'm gonna have to hear about that if her and Shauna Reed have like a better match than I do. Is it uh, common that both of you have the same situation happen on a show where you both need replacement <laughs> matches? And. Uh, this year, yeah. <laughs> this this year, it's it's so fucking common and weird. Uh, she, uh, I don't know. She's had she's had to have replacement opponents like left and right, uh, which I do think this is the first time it's happened to us on the same show. Um, so. We're, we're both just like, fuck it, whatever. Right, roll with it. <laughs> yeah, 2020 is the, 
Wait, the detail worst. Of, our, of our matches. Um, but, uh, but she's got, you know, she, which I, I think her and Shauna Reed will be really good. That's one of the ones I'm really and, excited uh, to see. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be good. Uh, cause she's had, she's had trouble getting female opponents, uh, for like two years. Um, and, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily like female workers fault. I think it's just a lot of, a lot of the fucking idiot promoters around here. Um, but it's like, I, I don't, I'm not getting booked at most of these places. Fuck them. But uh, <laughs> if, they, if they hear this, and you think I'm talking about you, and you hear this, then I'm talking about you. Fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I should just rename myself to Black Bald Brad. Uh, <laughs> which would make sense because I burnt my nuts. Better. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you should make a t shirt. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um oh, fuck. Uh but she she's got she also has she uh she's been doing like some bucket list matches and spots of her own lately. And uh so my wife used to be a corny, like an actual corny. And there's stuff that she'll do that I won't do <laughs> in matches. Um for instance she did a, a barefoot like death match or hardcore match uh a few months ago and did a spot where they had like four thousand thumbtacks in this kiddie pool and they dropped her in at feet first. Oh and, no. and I'm in I'm in the back watching and she gets dropped in it and starts fucking just stepping in them. And you can hear me all the way in the back yelling, Get out of the goddamn pool <laughs> Cause it like men's feet like feet stuff weirds me out. Like I can look at feet but just Shit going in the feet bothers me. Yeah. And, uh, and she did that, and she's got a fucking, uh, next week, uh, down at Landmark for a Heritage Championship Wrestling, she has a cage match where they have a bed of nails in it, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, please, hand me my skewers, my syringes, and my fire all day long, but... A bed of nails, right? I don't even like. I don't even like sleeping on my bed at home. <laughs> now, and, uh, and she's about it. And I'm like, man, fuck off for all that. I, I can't wait to see uh, her wrestle in person. I'm really excited for it because she's someone that, you know, when you go looking for footage of her, it's kind of hard to find. So to be able to see it in person, I'm really pumped. It really is. She had the same problem I did for years, where. Uh, we've wrestled on like, like local or like, you know, regional television and we weren't allowed to have the footage because they were like, no, it's going on TV. Like we can't put it on YouTube or anything. And, uh, and a lot of those matches I'll never see. Um, because you know, they have falling out with us, with the TV company or whatever. And, uh, or in our case, we also dealt with two shitty promoters who will never get us our footage. That's like uh, footage of me and New Jack. Wrestled New Jack like three times, but promoters are fucking shady, man. The only footage I have of it is uh, from fan cams. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like I want to see a match between me and New Jack shot from 
random guy in the 13th row. Exactly. Uh, but, but you know, like we're, we're dealing with it what we can. She's actually, uh, is getting a lot of help from the guy that runs one of the women's wrestling networks. Uh, he's been shooting some of her matches lately. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we'll get some good content out of her. Um, a lot of promotions are doing good about getting me my shit now. So, but, you know, you still got those fucking promotions that don't ever want to give you your fucking shit or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I've never understood that. I mean, more of a problem down here than anywhere. It's one of those things I've never understood because, I mean, it's you guys putting in the work. You should be able to get your own footage. Right, like, they, they wanted to fucking argue with me, and they are like, well, we don't want it online. We want people to pay for it. And I'm like, that's fine. I still want to send it to other promotions so I can, you know, get my shit. Also, if a, if a fucking match aired over, like, a year ago, give me, <laughs> post a motherfucker on YouTube. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, there's not very many local or regional television shows that are going to do reruns of your shitty wrestling show. <laughs> you, got, you got a point. Jesus, fuck, I'm so getting myself unbooked everywhere. <laughs> well, well you're, you're, still, next <laughs> you're still booked tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got to keep saying nice things about, about Matt and Hack. Uh, <laughs> man, they're nice guys. <laughs> If you win tomorrow, do you think you should be the the next person to get a shot at uh, Creed Moore and the Deathmatch title? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of like the main local guys, uh, you know, so that plays into a factor. I have a really big fan base there, and like I said, you know, it's. There's like a silent competition amongst all the wrestlers in the back to put on, you know, the best match every time we go out there. And I, I think I've done that. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely between me and Raven Havoc, which we've been in each other's matches. So right, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but um, you know, yeah. But it, it's one of those things too, where you know, if it doesn't happen, then fuck it, you know, I'm, I'm still going to get everybody to look my way. Alright, and I feel like that's a, a fair way to look at it, because I definitely, you're right, I feel like it's way between, you know, you and and Raven, and I'm just interested to see whether or not, you know, who wins out of what, do you two maybe have to have a number one contenders match, you know, in the future, it's just so many crazy, cool things could happen for fans. Right. Um, and, I, and I like, and, and Raven's also like me, where Yes, he does a lot of death matches and stuff like that, but we also wrestle, too. Yeah, you know? and that's something you guys don't get enough credit for. Well, I do appreciate that. <laughs> it's true, though. I, that's one of the things that uh, most people will always talk about deathmatch wrestlers like, well, that's all they can do. No, that's bullshit. That's not all they can do. You guys are very talented and can do multiple different styles of wrestling on any night, depending on what's asked of you. And it's shitty to just lump onto you, oh, that's all he can do. That's just, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, I, I hate that, it, you know, that there's, you know, there's mainstream deathmatch wrestling now. There's guys 
on like AEW and WWE that have done death matches and shit, and you still get the oh they did all that for twenty dollars. No, go fuck yourself. Like when when's the last time you paid a fucking bill with any of the payouts? Like like you know no bullshit. I I am going to assume that people that listen to this understand that I have a regular job. I am not going to insult anyone's intelligence. But I do, at times, have a regular job. This year with the COVID shit, I've spent more time not at work than at work because everything got shut down and was still able to pay fucking bills with wrestling. So... Everybody that's like, oh, you're out there bleeding to death for $20, go fuck yourself. Yep. Go take your, I'm going to hold somebody in a shitty arm bar for 30 <laughs> minutes and shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> and then I'll come out there and show you how to really put somebody in a fucking arm bar. There you go. We'll, we'll go for 10 minutes because I'm fat. <laughs> now, uh, recently there was some footage. Uh, from TPW that uh, showed a current situation going on between you and Jericho from rehab. Is this something you'd like to comment on? I mean, fuck Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, like, um, you know, like uh, I said, he's a world famous musician. Uh, he's a rapper. He's a rock star. Um, and I guess he's wanting to explore other uh, other ventures at my expense. And I'm like, man, let me tell you, <laughs> um, it's cool if you want to get in this, but I'm going to boot the shit out of you. <laughs> like, You're going to give him an like old school cool welcome? You, yeah, you want to, you know, you want to get some... Get some clout, maybe to, to sell some some songs or some CDs, or you know, I I doubt anybody that's a fan of his listens to an eight track. But hey, maybe there's an eight track fan out there. But you're going to get a fucking black eye. Like I'm 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 a very like I'm going to protect the business person. So oh, I can't wait to see you know what what turns out with that. And uh, this is my my last wrestling related question. Uh, it's the one that I've I've been waiting to ask for a week. Actually, no, two weeks at this point. That was when I talked to Tyler. Uh, who is Jim, and how is he your teeth hookup? Jim, who the fuck is Jim? I, I well, I was talking to, uh, <laughs> to to Matt. I think it was Matt, and uh, they were talking about this guy. Or, no, I think I just straight up asked them, "Who is your shark tooth hookup?" That you could just say to, a, to, to Tyler Grace, yeah, I'm gonna get shark teeth. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh shit! Um, so, um, first of all, when anybody gets a message from me and me saying I have an idea, if it's past eleven o'clock, they really shouldn't fucking listen. Because <laughs> um, there's there's probably a lot of weird psychological bullshit going on. <laughs> And, uh, um, but I don't know who the fuck Jim is. Maybe I do. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I was like, hey, man, I, let me, I got this fucking match idea. And he's like, what's it called? I'm like, Forest of Hands and Teeth match. I read it in a book. It's about zombies. The match has absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> but, 
Jesus. And he was like, uh, okay. And, and if you've ever talked to, talked to Tyler, there's always a lot of, uh, okay. <laughs> when he, when he talks and I was like, yeah, man, gonna go out there and we're gonna have like all this sharp shit everywhere and we're gonna have this, this, and this. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna tape it to my fucking hand and use it. And he was like, oh, you mean like Taipei? And I was like, no, fuck Taipei. And he's like, well, what are you gonna get? And I was like, I don't know yet. <laughs> and then at three o'clock in the morning, I send a text that goes, fucking shark teeth. <laughs> and he, and Tyler is very, I don't know if you, you want to call it good, but he's very, quote-unquote good at just being like yeah man whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much how he worded it to me he was like yeah i'm just gonna let him do it <laughs> yeah he was like i mean fuck it if you die you die and uh and uh then my my wife is actually the one that got the fucking shark teeth I, she might know who the fuck Jim is. <laughs> okay um, but I was like, I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, if we can get like, like maybe 30 shark teeth, that would be cool. And then she was like, okay, hey, I got you 150. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> like, who the fuck has 150 shark teeth? Right That's what I want to know. I want to know who is this guy and who, you know, whoever it is, guy, woman, man, beast, whoever is just hanging around like, yeah, man, I got buckets of shark teeth. You want them? Like, I need to know who this person is. You're like a fucking shark swimming around now with dentures because somebody pulled all these fucking teeth out and sent them to me. And, uh, and man, some of these teeth were fucking huge. I was like, where the fuck? I was like, these couldn't have came off the same shark. And she was like, why? And I was like, well, this one's the size of my fingernail and this one's the size of my fucking finger. I was like, I have knives smaller than this one. <laughs> And then I looked at which one uh, Aiden was putting on his hand and made sure I grabbed the bigger one. <laughs> you know, you know, like, fuck that. I can't wait for that show to be put up on IWTV because I haven't seen much footage that has come out from it. So I, I can't wait to see the whole match beginning to end. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it, too. I know Aiden was a backup plan. But, man, let me tell you, man, Aiden fucking brought it. And, uh, and he got me so fucking hyped up, like, just going out there and, you know, just trying out new shit and everything. And, uh, you know, it's weird. we used to be tag partners, so I guess it only made sense, really. Yeah. And I, I like I was saying, man, I, I really can't wait. I want to see it so bad. Just the, the way it was kind of explained to me, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is one of the craziest things I've ever heard of. And... You know, in death matches, you, everybody jokes about how everything's been done, but apparently not. <laughs> I mean, it's like fucking Jeff G. Bailey messaged me, and I swear in like the four five months we waited on that match, the description of it kept getting longer and longer. Because, <laughs> like I said, you know, people shouldn't ask me things past eleven o'clock at night, because then I'll be like, "Yeah, man, let's add this to it." Yeah, man, let's, let's do this. Man, I'm glad it, I'm glad it wasn't another month away. I probably would put a fucking nail gun in. Oh, jeez. Or 
we're just, we're just an actual fucking chart. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, what if fucking Sarah knows where to get goddamn shark teeth, I'm sure she can find the fucking chart. <laughs> oh man, I think I just rebooked myself at Carnage Cup on after that. <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna be in the Shark Tank death match. Yeah, oh, man, that's cool, Kevin. I hope the other guy can swim because I ain't going in. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's all I had for wrestling-related questions. Uh, are you ready for the questions that have nothing to do with pro wrestling? Oh, man, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I didn't even know we had a section for that. I, fuck wrestling. Let's talk about other shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first one everyone has asked. It's uh, it's something that's dear to my heart. Grape or strawberry jelly? Grape. Thank you. It's the only choice. Strawberry jelly? What the fuck? <laughs> What kind of communist bullshit is that? Actually, I am a communist, and I like grape jelly. <laughs> I was just thinking of the first thing I could think of. <laughs> um, Look, I'm trying my best to be, be an appropriate American, okay? I'm not very fucking good at it. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, man, Coke. What is the I worst concert you've ever been to? The worst concert I've ever. Oh, I, I want to know who you went. You were so excited, and then they were just shit. <laughs> oh man, I've been to some pretty good ones. Uh, there, there was this really shitty band that opened for Marilyn Manson one night, but I don't even remember their name. But uh, I did go. I did go to a, my buddy used to put on like local like comment or uh, concerts and shit, and there was this band. That was there. I wish I could remember their fucking name. Um, their lead singer looked like Fat Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> and uh, um, and man, they were so fucking weird. They were super preachy, and they set up a microphone and had like their lyrics on a projector, and they were like, "You can come up and sing with us if you want to." Except they they would have like a thousand fucking words in their song. <laughs> And I'd be like, man, none of this rhymes or makes sense or anything. And, and I was like, man, and then this one, like, I, it's, it was called, I remember the name of the song. It was called The Judas Contract. I remember reading it, and I was like, man, I don't even know what this song is saying. <laughs> At this point. And I, and I was like, I listen to some weird shit. And I, I can tell you, I, this fucking song just converted me to Islam and then converted me to Satanism and then to Christianity and then we did like 10 Hail Marys and then praise Steve Jobs um, and somehow or another fucking way it's now about fucking Hanukkah. I was so fucking confused. I was like, man, next. Like, get off, get off the makeshift stage. <laughs> Tomorrow I will explain to you what Hanukkah is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, my my wife came from a half Catholic and half Jewish background, so I, I get everything confused. I, I understand. Uh, I'm Jewish. My wife isn't, but she's kind of Jew by proxy now. Uh, we make it work. <laughs> and then the final question, the standard bearer of the show, what's the creepiest basement you've ever been in and why? Creepiest basement I've ever been in. Oh man, <laughs> I've been I've been in some weird ones. Uh, 
That's not something you expect when you go into a basement at any time. Yeah, man, I was like, man, you know, at least have some type of cover up or clothes on or something. I was like, I don't know, man, I was like watching watching a turkey fuck a head of lettuce or something. It was weird. Well, he thought he had, you know, the cover of darkness, and then you you ruined all of that for him. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it was creepy when the lights were off because I was like, oh, fuck, we're down here with like a fucking demon. <laughs> no, just grandpa. <laughs> no, no, that was his oxygen tank, apparently. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, That's all I got. I-, I hope you had a good time. I did. And uh, I can't wait to see you tomorrow in person. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited. I-, I hope this episode doesn't get you kicked off the air. I know it's going to get me kicked off the show. <laughs> I should be all right. I've said some dumb shit. Great, great, great grandfather. Fuck him. Uh, All right, man. You take care. uh, Stay safe. And I will see you tomorrow. Awesome, dude. Yeah, you too. Bye.
All right, everybody, that was Brad Cash with a, a lot of uh, crazy stories, especially that last one, but a lot of good content in between. That was a really good one, uh, one of the more informative ones I've done lately, so I'm, it's one I'm really proud of. Uh, you know the deal by at this point. I got I to gotta tell you social media and where to find me. I forgot to actually ask him where his are, uh, but just search Brad Cash. It's, he's not hard to find, you know. He's, he's out there. And uh, you know where to find me, Alone in the Basement, on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, sorry, on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter's AITB Podcast. Uh, tomorrow, I will be at Total Psychopathic Wrestling in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, if I'm driving 13 hours to be there, then you can drive anywhere within, like, the two- to three-hour range and make sure you're there. Uh, if you're, you know, in East Tennessee, there's no reason why your ass shouldn't be in there and, you know, going crazy for an awesome card. Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out to my wife, Shelby, for everything that, you know, she's had to do for me lately. Uh, I can't say enough great things about her. I mean, last week I was, you know, in Jersey for ICW NHB and she had the kids and now tomorrow, you know, she's got, you know, the, the kids again and she's just, she's the best. I really can't say enough great things about her. Um, so I'll throw a plug for her. Uh, she has a group on Facebook called Thrift Style Mama, where she's, you know, uh, selling some some vintage items or, you know, just clothes and shit. If you want to give that a follow, that'd be cool uh, as, as a favor to her, because without her, this doesn't happen. And that's all I got. So uh, I love all you guys, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>